a playlist original. Hey guys, I'm Steven. I'm Giselle. And we're the Lover's Passport, and welcome to another episode of Unfiltered Adventures. Today, we have a really exciting interview for you guys. We are actually bringing on Renee Roaming. She has been a longtime inspiration from us and is actually one of the reasons we started our account. Yes, we're super excited to have her on here. We're getting into a lot of really fun conversation about content creation, photography, being a solo female adventurer, van life mishaps, so much more. So this is gonna be a really fun episode. This is actually our first time meeting her too. We followed each other for over two years. She was one of the first accounts we ever followed on the Lover's Passport. And this is our first time meeting face to face. So here we go, let's jump right into it. How's it going? Nice to finally meet you face to face. Yeah, I, well, I feel like I knew you guys there. Like, right? <laughs> it's like always so weird doing this because I just, I, you follow someone for such a long time and you like watch their stories, watch all their content. And you're like, yeah, I like know them. If I saw them in the street, I'd be able to have like an actual conversation about your interests and my interests. So it's really cool to finally, you know, be face to face. Yeah, that's happened a few times where we've actually met up with like Mana and like some of the other like females out there. And um, it's just so weird. Like <laughs> we just she's like, oh, yeah, you, you can come road trip with us if you want. Like I'll pick you up at the airport. We're like, all right. That we, seems, we compared it to like cool. on, not online dating, but that's where we, we talked about it in another podcast episode. We were like, it's kind of like online dating. Like, you know, everything about them. And then you finally meet them and you're like, oh, hey. <laughs> Exactly. And it's like you're sitting, I actually went backpacking um, with Michelle, Mana and Preeti. I know, you know, all three of those girls. Mm -hmm. And um, it was interesting because I'd met Michelle before, but all of this together, we, we like knew all this stuff about each other, but we like, didn't really know each other. And it's kind of like, (laughs) like you said, it's like, it's similar to when you meet somebody who has been following you for a long time, but they're a stranger and you don't know who they are. And you're like, you know so much about me and then you're like oh yeah I put my entire life online yeah (laughs) does that happen to you a lot because we've started like everywhere like other states now for us we've been recognized in like Washington Utah New Hampshire it's just like it's such a weird thing for us I can only imagine you that happens pretty often you know it depends it there are some trips where I feel like it happens all the time like not my most previous trip but the one before that to Italy it was like every hike we went on multiple people recognized me and it got to the point where it was like why Italy like what what's with this you know right now um but then other places I just completely fly under the radar and no one has any inkling of like who my husband and I are which is great that's honestly what I prefer like I love meeting people and I love um, interacting with the community but there is something a little strange about other people knowing things about you, but you knowing you don't even know their name, let alone like anything about them. So I appreciate it. But usually if I had to choose like one or the other, I'd be like, I just want to like fly under the radar. I don't want like anyone to say hi to me. Yeah. I call myself an extroverted introvert for that reason. Like I will say hi if it's like I'm comfortable with the person but Steven's like let's say hi to everybody he's like golden retriever energy you know? <laughs> I love meeting everyone I think the weirdest that one for us, we, we were in like Zion <laughs> National Park and we were eating some food and then some person just walks up to us like can I have a selfie I was like 
we were like mid bite and we were like uh let's do this but she ended up being super cool she's like i'm following your whole utah road trip you've helped us plan this so it's cool on like once you start talking to them but it is a little strange especially right off the bat <laughs> yeah like in like restrooms or like lining up for like a camp shower and you're like hi yeah um, but I do think um, with travel right now, I guess domestics may be a little different, but with international travel with like mask wearing, um, I definitely feel like it's um, it's harder to recognize anyone, you know? Definitely. So I, I, do, I think in like the pandemic travel world now, I think it's, I've definitely been recognized a lot less traveling. Um, and I, I don't know, I kind of like that, to be honest. Like walking <laughs> through an airport, I'm like, I just put my mask on and I'm like, yeah, I can just, you know, go free right now. Yeah, <laughs> head to the lounges. Exactly. Um, well, <laughs> anyways, thank you so much for taking the time to hop on with us. Um, I know a lot of people are looking forward to this episode because without a Renee roaming, we would not have a lover's passport. So like, really? yeah, you were one of our top inspirations for starting. So yeah, we took, we took a look at your page and there were a handful of other, like maybe like five creators were like, wow, like they're so cool. We want to do this too. So I feel like the main one was like Marie and Jake Snow for like, obviously the, the couple, travel couples, like travel couple yeah. stuff. And then you were like the outdoorsy goal. We were like, outdoorsy okay, queen. we have the travel and we have that doorsy. We gotta, we gotta find, gonna mix find a way the two. and put together. Yeah. So I'm glad I can inspire you guys because <laughs> you've you've created like an empire. So and then that's like no credit to me at all. I'm flattered to have been an inspiration, but you guys have just gone ahead and completely nailed it with like growing your your account and your YouTube and everything. It's so impressive. Thank you. Yeah. Lots of work in the doing it with a full-time job was definitely hard, but at least there were two of us. That's what like having a business partner, that was definitely the move in going into starting that. Obviously, you know that. So do you want to kind of chat about how, how it is working with your husband as your full-time business partner, travel partner, anything like that? Yeah, for sure. So I know uh, I'll give some context because some people might not realize this, but obviously the brand is Renee Roaming and that's sort of like the name you see on all my channels, my blog and things like that. And and for many years, it really was just me like doing all of that because my husband, Matthew, was doing his own Instagram and his own um, work, commercial work and things like that. But it was sort of around 2019 that we realized that he sort of wasn't really enjoying doing that stuff individually, like keeping up with Instagram, posting for himself. And, and we were also just seeing my brand having a lot more success um, because I think, I think at least back then, it's changed a little bit now, at least back then there were less women in this outdoor adventure space. And really, I feel like I was one of just kind of like a handful of people that um, brands could pick from to work with and, um, yeah, it just felt like I had a, maybe a little bit of an advantage there being a female and being like really passionate about helping other women. And he sort of was like, why don't we just like focus on, on your brand and we'll just kind of put everything into it. So it was a gradual process, but now we work as a team, even though it's under the figurehead of my name, he's doing like just as much work as me behind the scenes. And like you mentioned, it's so much easier to have two people, you know, working on a business. I'm super thankful for that. Um, 
but you know working with your significant other has its challenges oh yeah <laughs> as you guys know like we've now um how long have we married I think seven years oh gosh I should know that really. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've been married a while we've been together a really long time and we obviously live together 24 7 we travel together we run our business together 24 7 so we definitely have way too many like dinner time conversations about work we um you know instead of like laying in bed like before you fall asleep maybe most couples are like talking about their day and we're like oh can you send a reminder to email like such and such (laughs) you know Steven, oh, Steven and yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how can you not? It's like you're just trying to like think of all the to do lists, like as you're laying there. That was me last night. I honestly didn't get a lot of sleep, but um, yeah. And we argue obviously about work stuff. Like it's just, it's pretty hard to run a business with someone and to to not argue sometimes. And when you're traveling with someone and you're tired and um, you might be like stressed about certain things and there's a lot of pressure to both like perform your different roles mm-hmm. and to be the best at those roles that you have in the business. And even though we've developed a lot of strategies to um, make sure each person is feeling, um, what's the word, like um, respected and valued. And like, I think we work together really, really well. Obviously we have our moments. Oh, yeah. um, and also we need like individual time. Like it, we just were on a trip for 12 days. And on the last day, we're like, we, no, the second last day we went on a hike and we were both just like kind of a bit grumpy to be honest. And, <laughs> and, I, and I said to Matt, I was like, what's wrong? And he's like, I don't know. I think I just need some alone time. Like, and he wasn't meaning that as in like a dig at me. I know what that means when he says that. And I felt the same way. It had just been like a lot of days without having a second apart, you know, other than going to the toilet or having right. a shower, we literally hadn't had any time apart. And that in a lot of ways is unnatural. So I think, um, yeah, it's just good to acknowledge those moments and to like respect alone time is what I found. I think living with someone and then working with them can almost be very different than van life though. Van life is van like a the tiny, extreme. yeah, it's a tiny area that you're stuck in together you're doing long drives in between areas there's just especially traveling I feel like so much can happen when you're traveling or even on the road so I feel like there's like three different categories of like having to be with your significant other and it's great that you bring that up because I feel like van life is so romanticized and Mm. I feel like nowadays that people definitely getting more transparent especially after everything that happened in the past year but like I can't I mean we don't we don't do van life like I mean the SUV car camping like yes, it's, it's it's like on the weekends though because we have a home base yeah. like similar to what you guys are doing now it's nice coming back like we're gone for a few days or a week and then we come back and we can refresh and we can have that time off into ourselves whereas like people doing van life full-time I don't know if we'd ever do it full-time I mean like maybe for a short period but I don't think we could do it for like at least like six months. I would probably think it's like one to three months just because we like our, like our, our comfort base. of the home. But. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, um, a lot of people have asked me now that we've gotten another van, um, like, why wouldn't you just do it full time? You have this like amazing van, like you should just go and like live in that full time. And 
I realized like a lot of my following on social media is um, more from like the last few years. And a lot of those people weren't around in 2017, 2016, and even 2018 when my husband and I did full-time road bikes. Like we, we lived in our foreigner with a rooftop tent for like six months. We lived in rental cars in other countries um, for like three to four week periods at a time. We did two months in New Zealand in a van. And then we went straight into a road trip where we went to every national park living in a van. And that wasn't like a regular road trip. It was like a road trip, you know. Oh yeah, we like read your book. <laughs> we know. <Yeah. laughs> so you know how quick it was. And it was like working, like not sleeping. And it was incredible, but it was like van life on steroids, you know, mm-hmm. um, with the element of also running a business together. And anyway, and then after that, we sort of lived in some different vehicles for a while until we got a home base. So I realized that we're in a super fortunate position to be able to make the choice to have a home and a van now. I realized that is out of reach for like 99% of the population. So I'm super thankful of that. But the reason why we're not going back to full-time van life is just, I don't think I can do it. Like the the mental aspect of um, that day in, day out, like the decision-making and having such small space and not having as much like quiet time or just like alone time where you really are like actually alone. It's not someone sitting on the other side of the van with noise cancelling headphones on. It's like (laughs) you're actually alone. Um, Yeah, I just like don't think I can do full-time van life again. I think that uh, people always ask us like, would you ever do through hikes or van life? And for me, it it doesn't take away the specialness, but it definitely does. Like anytime we go on a road trip for a week or like we're heading out to a new country for a week. Like I'm so, I get so excited about that. But if it was one week, we're in a country and then next week, like, where are we going next? Go to the next spot. Where are we going next? It it doesn't feel like a job. Yeah, exactly. You lose that specialness. Like people always ask us about backpacking. Like what's the longest trip in like seven days for me is like the perfect amount. I can hike in to a far enough place, spend like two or three days peak bagging, hanging out by the lakes come back out rather than like if I'm going to do a multi-week like the JMT long, or the PCT have yeah, no appeal to me just whatsoever like, <laughs> just, at, at a certain point it's just pounding dirt and you just do the yeah. same thing day after day it almost, at least for us it definitely loses its specialness I always I never want to be like not stoked to like oh we're going on a trip tomorrow I, like we always yeah. get so amped about it and that's the thing like what's like special to us is not going to be special to everyone and, and everyone can have their own opinions I I would consider doing the JMT, but I definitely couldn't do like one of the other full, uh, like the big ones or something. Yeah, yeah, like that. And and obviously I just mentioned I wouldn't want to go back to full-time band life, but I know other people who love that. And I know mm. people who have done multiple through hikes and they just think it's like the best thing ever. So it, it's cool that we all have different interests, but I do think that just like the whole band life thing, particularly like YouTube and um just the way it's blown up over the last few years when when we were doing it back in 2017 there wasn't like a lot of people doing that Mm -hmm. and I think um it's changed a lot since then and there's this like you said like romantic element to van life that is it's so special it's such a cool way to travel but it is not perfect. And I don't think people, a lot of people don't realize that until they build out their van and they head out full time in it. And then they're like, oh, it's really hard making friends when you don't live in one place. And like, oh, this is maybe more expensive than I thought. Or like, wow, I didn't realize 
every single night choosing where to sleep would weigh so heavily on me and like mm-hmm. give like that lack of security all the time or like there's so many things that we think is just oh going into a campsite with like no cares in the world yeah that's like kind of part of it but then you're like is this safe am I gonna get murdered in the middle of the night (laughs) yeah no and I'm glad I've seen a lot more content coming out with like solo female travel in particular like a lot more tips and tricks and I follow a lot of solo females like I before I had done all the stuff with Steven I had done a few solo like international trips since I was like, I was 15 and I was 18. So I was young when I was doing it. So I felt very comfortable doing that kind of stuff as like a solo female, but we have a lot of people in our audience. That's like the number one fear why they don't go outdoors is because they're solo female and they don't feel like they're safe. So do you kind of want to talk about your experience as a female in the outdoors also like in the content creation industry? Cause it's such a male dominated space. Like anytime we go hiking or backpacking or we're out shooting with other photographers, I am typically the only other, only woman there. I think so, there's been one time in the past two years where, where I was outnumbered. outnumbered. Every other time it's, it's just nonstop guys. I mean, there's a few girls yeah. that hang around the wander babes as we call them. And that's Yeah. That's what <laughs> Danny, Danny, the explorer, she, she told us that and we're like that, that sticks the wander babes, but yeah, that's um, definitely a term that, that we like my friendship circle with, we've used that wander babe term for years. And, um, it, at first I think people were using it in the sense of, uh, kind of like an insult in a way, but now we're just like, look at Embrace that. Wonder, it. She's <laughs> killing it. Well, like, I don't know. I kind of like the stuff. We're all, we all, but, we're all very supportive of each other. Yeah. It's the outside sphere where it's like, yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But to go back to your question, I, um, I do think it's changed a lot in recent years. Um, I know I kind of keep going back to those like pre-pandemic years or like that 2018, 2019, um, I feel like back then and like more when I was starting out on Instagram, like 2015, 2016, 17, um, really there was just nearly entirely men in the, in the outdoor travel photography space. Um, definitely in like the landscape photography space. Um, definitely just like barely any other women, um, to look up to on like particularly on social media. I know there was like a lot of more established women doing it off social media you know like the the old school kind of photographers and stuff but in terms of people to look up to on social media or to like link up with on adventures there was like very minimal people but now I actually think it's really cool like I I think the space is getting much more saturated um, the community is expanding I feel like there's a lot of really awesome women out there to uh, look up to and follow in the travel adventure outdoor space but still a long way to go there's still definitely um, a lot more men doing it and a lot more men when you go out actually adventuring and when I've been on solo adventures I've definitely had usually middle-aged men mm-hmm. say things like making fun of me using a tripod or like asking me where my husband is or like when I've solo backpacked <clears throat> I've had a lot of people ask like if I'm by myself and like being like surprised by that and um I like try and educate the men in my life now to be like if you see a woman outdoors by herself do not ask her if she's alone like don't don't ask her that question it makes her uncomfortable like you might be super genuine about it and just 
curious but like if you ask that question you're gonna make her feel scared right um, but that's the side note <laughs> I saw a really interesting ad to it was an ad I thought it was funny it was from the person that we're doing the content creator or full-time content creator with her name's Quinn Quinjable but she did an ad for the in ESO or the the new rings the like plastic rings that everyone's using for outdoor stuff and she said she wears it all the time she's not married or anything but if anyone gets out of the car and there's a lot of people around she'll look back in the van and be like bye babe and she'll start hiking I thought that was super interesting because as a man I've never obviously I've never thought about any of that anytime I'm doing like solo stuff it's a very different mindset I guess but seeing that I would have never thought about that or I thought it was very very interesting all the comments were like this is so smart I was like I I don't know well just like from our perspective like you have to take so many more precautions Mm -hmm. and and it's sad but you do like yeah I wouldn't wander off without like at least some sort of like bear spray or something to have Mm -hmm. as protection whereas you probably would not need that at all so yeah um, I often say things to my husband like just the other day we were walking we had sort of camped in one spot and there was a solo female. I think she looked like she like lived on the road full time and like in an SUV and she was camped in this other area, but we had to walk past her camping area to go to this tree that we wanted to go to. And as we were walking down the hill, I saw her sort of look up from a hammock at us. And I said to, to Matt, I was like, if, if, and Matt had like his camera in his hand and I had a backpack. Um, but from a distance, you wouldn't have known what Matt was carrying really it just was like this black tripod thing and mm-hmm. I don't know it could have been a gun anything and I said to him if you were walking down the hill by yourself right now directly to her campsite she'd probably be feeling uncomfortable but the fact that I'm with you is she probably feels totally fine and he's like yeah I wouldn't have even thought of that if I was by myself right like, I thought of it immediately like if I was her and a guy was like walking towards my campsite with a black thing in his hand that I didn't know what it was I'd be like what the heck um, so I'm often like pointing those things out to him and, or I'll say like, can you walk to this like gas station bathroom and stand outside for me? Because there's like some men milling around and I just like, don't feel comfortable. And he, I can see the look on his face. Like, Oh, I wouldn't have had, like, I would just yeah. go to the bathroom. Like, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> He's so guilty yeah. of that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm jealous. We, we just, we don't have to, in a way we have to, but we definitely, need to like at least for peace of mind um take like more steps and going back to sort of more things you can do I I personally like when I road trip by myself um in the van I'm gonna take like an extra chair and I'm gonna take a pair of my husband's shoes with me and like if I'm um, leaving the van or if I'm even just like sitting outside I'm gonna I'm gonna put an extra chair there in his shoes so it looks like he's yeah, it looks like he's at the bathroom or he's in the van. And and when I've backpacked by myself, I definitely like told people that that I'm meeting my husband at the lake or I'm meeting friends at the lake and I'll like play with my rings as I go <laughs> to someone. And like, um, there's like things you can do to sort of plant that in people's yeah. minds that like you're not alone or even if you are. Um, but it is really frustrating that we have to think of this stuff, but also safety is important. Absolutely. And I know that's, so that's like the outdoor adventure side. I know you in particular have had to deal with quite a bit of comments from those same middle-aged men on your page. Um, and so how do you really deal with that? Like stereotype just always being or like, Oh, there's no way you could be successful without a man. Like, I love your reels where you just clap back at them because 
they need to hear it. But like, how do you deal with that constantly? Cause I know you get it a lot yeah. more than we do because and we've gotten a handful of times, but because Steven's in my content too, I don't get it as often. So I'm curious, like how, as a content creator, cause I feel like I mean, everyone who has a bigger account gets trolls, everyone gets haters, but how do you in particular, like deal with that kind of trolling, I guess? Yeah, I think um, like just having humor about it really helps because at at this point, I know what to expect. Like if I post any, any type of video that hints or explicitly says that I did something by myself and infers some sort of independence or maybe I don't need a man, or like maybe I'm capable solo. Oh, I just get it. Like people just <laughs> come, people just come at me, and I so I expect it now. Like I I know what's coming, and in a way, like I kind of want them to do it. In in a Engagement. sense, on, on those videos, on those videos, I'm like come at me. Um, but at the same time, it's like it is annoying. So I I do try and like laugh it off. The ones that are some of the comments are just so funny. Like, I don't know if I can think any off the top of my head, but I screenshot a lot of the, the ones that just make me laugh out loud and, and then I block the person. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but I'll be like, guys, that's funny. Um, but also like, I mean, I would say that I'm a very sensitive person. I, um, I definitely like, ha- I take things more to heart than I think, well, definitely than my husband does. Like someone could say like anything to him and he'd be like, whatever but I'd be like what uh, I, I, so, that's me too <laughs> it's so yeah. interesting we just talked to the other side blog they're another they travel the, they had the the same type of experience or Anna was like I'm so sensitive and Ian was like yeah and I thought we're the yeah. kind of way where Giselle that like I, I can barely I read comments anymore because I like would get so upset if I just saw one negative like mean thing like some of them like you said laugh them off like our California content is hilarious to go through the comments because everyone just wrecks California and like talks about politics and homelessness and all that kind of stuff and and same thing with any like big city content um but it's just always funny reading those because like it's not about us so I don't really care but then if it's something like more directed towards us that's what I'm like you know, I get all my you nature exploiters and I'm, yeah. like, I'm not like <laughs> those ones are so annoying. And I mean, the ones that I really like take offense to the most is like I've had people say that my voice is annoying and like stuff That's about how mean. I how I what? look. I know people are so mean. They'll like make fun of how I look or that you know, people like to comment on like your size or your shape or like your hair color. Like, I don't know. People just are stupid. Those are the ones that I'm like, oh, but then I try and think, is this a person? Like, would I take advice from them? Do I know who they are? In reality, I often also, I don't know this, but like sometimes I suspect that these trolls, if you click on their account, they like don't have a profile picture and they don't have any followers or whatever. I wouldn't be surprised if they're actually people like I know who are just like jealous yeah they're just yeah. like being dicks sorry to swear no, <laughs> you're good. Like, we're on unfiltered like, adventures there you go <laughs> <Unfiltered. yeah. laughs> like 
seriously sometimes I think gosh it's probably just someone that I know is trolling me and being like an asshole so I I just figure whatever like it is what it is people are going to be jealous people are going to be insecure about themselves people are going to project their problems in their awesome. lives on me if they're having a bad day and I try and I'll often bring it back to like the empathy perspective of wow that person must have a horrible life if they're treating me like that and then like I feel really sorry for you and I like I hope you get help I don't know if you've heard of her or follow her but um Liz Moody she's more in like Mm -hmm. the wellness space okay she's um she's pretty big on TikTok too um anyway she um I saw her post a TikTok and it was she said something like oh when when people leave me mean comments instead of sort of like counteracting it or or whatever she leaves a comment in response saying wow like I hope you're okay because that's like a really mean thing to say I'm I'm yeah yeah yeah. but it's like I hope you're okay because that's like a really horrible thing to say to someone and clearly your intention is to make me feel bad about myself and I can only see that as you know that's because you feel bad about yourself so like I hope you're okay like have a good day and I was like wow that's like I tried it a few times and people's responses were like oh I'm so sorry for saying something mean and yeah, I was like calling okay. them on it yeah and then it just I don't know it's an interesting approach most of the time I can't do that I'm just like Bleh. yeah <laughs> people. but like it's a very mature empathetic response but yeah how do you see them different on or do you get big differences in your comments on TikToks versus Instagram. What we've seen is Instagrams are usually more like, they're more respectful. Like there's a line. TikTokers have no line. There is nothing that they won't say. They are unfiltered. Yeah, it is. (laughs) It's crazy. Yeah, I would definitely say that. um, It is changing now. I would say with the rise of reels, um, as soon as you guys would notice, as soon as your reels videos go beyond your following, Nice. I get the same comments mm. as TikTok. I sometimes they're worse, to be honest. The the mm. you can read paragraphs. Some, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So sometimes the comments I get by non-followers on my reels are, are worse than what I get on TikTok, but never like really my own following. Yeah, that's only yeah. like very rarely would I be like, "Wow, that person actually follows me." That's crazy. Um, but yeah, TikTok ruthless and personally I haven't experienced this but I know YouTube's the same like people just let it loose on YouTube I was gonna say I I put on comment restrictions on all of our platforms for like certain words for that reason because when we first started YouTube I was honestly surprised like we had like what a thousand subscribers or something and people were like leaving these crazy comments like one of our Lake Tahoe videos went viral on YouTube and we were like not expecting that at all and there's this one guy from Lake Tahoe who just left me an essay as to why we were the worst travel vloggers ever and I was just like you really took your time out of the day to do this right now but there was this one spot I'm sure you've been there it's called Emerald Bay and we just weren't that impressed we were like like, it's pretty but like 
I've seen better. Yeah. And we said that in the video. And the, this guy was like, how dare you say something about my hometown like that? And I was like, yeah. we're honest. We're keeping it real. Yeah, it's so. our opinion. We apologize. I don't yeah. know. People just get yeah. so heated when your opinion isn't the same as them. It's like, it's yeah. okay. We can have, we can Especially have different today. opinions. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Like no one can have a different opinion anymore. But um, I had a funny one the other day on YouTube, actually. We, I posted a video from picking up our camper van in Oregon and it wasn't like a van tour or anything that was just like the experience of us picking it up and then like spending our first night or two in the van and someone it's like they just speak their mind they left a comment and they were like this was so boring show us the actual tour and I was like all right wow like, it's kind patience of patience yeah, yeah no so I know you're just diving into YouTube again out of all of the different social media platforms which one is your favorite and which one's your least favorite that's so tricky to answer because I it's sort of like depends and depends on the different. day <laughs> yeah so I'll kind of take it back to like the platform that I personally like consuming the most and the platform that I enjoy using the most um personally I would say is YouTube and TikTok um I those are the ones that like if I want to be entertained I would go to those two platforms I watch YouTube every day I'm like a red red subscriber or whatever I can download videos um, for trips and then TikTok if I just want to like laugh and like just relax like TikTok mindless scrolling <laughs> yeah it's just funny like I, I I pretty much just have dog videos on my for you page so I'm just <laughs> like I just love it um animal videos is like my entire TikTok so that's my way of caring yeah um but in terms of like from a business side of things obviously Instagram is is like my most important plat yeah. platform and it's also the platform that I um, feel the most community on so I definitely enjoy Instagram the most of any platform when it comes to like engaging with my community and feeling a connection so like Instagram wins there like yeah, community definitely. definitely but um but then like I, we don't need to go into all of it but like in so many ways Instagram sucks so it's yep. like oh, yeah. <laughs> we could record yeah. a whole having your life and full-time income <laughs> controlled by an algorithm that is constantly changing is always a struggle have you ever yeah. had these scary moments where you you're like you were like oh is my account gonna get hacked or is it gonna get lost because the was... other day it was like a few weeks ago the the day that the Ukraine Russia um war was announced something happened I know your your TikTok like turned into Russian or something but our Instagram mm -hmm we noticed it was only on accounts of more than hundred K followers, like celebrities, like other content creators, but it wasn't happening to everyone. All our followers went from like 200 K to like zero. And then all of our reels views went to zero. Our whole reels tab got deleted. We were like, Oh my God, what oh. we were on, we were on a business call. And we were, I was like, Steven, Steven, something's happening to our account. And we're, and we're like, oh, yeah. can we call you back? Like some, we think our account's getting hacked. I went on, I was like, our two factors on, we have Norton security. Like, I don't know what else is happening. And then we posted to see if anyone else was going through the same thing. And it looked like it was, so I was like, okay, thank God it's a glitch. Cause like that pan, like we have multiple streams of income, but like Instagram is definitely our biggest stream. So yeah, we, I was like, oh my God, having that tied to a social account, scary sometimes. 
Yeah, it is scary. I haven't had as solid as example as that. Like I've only had little glitches or scares. I have two-factor authentication on everything. I've definitely um, like seen people, uh, I've had notifications like on my emails that like someone in another country has like access to my account and I've had to like change passwords and stuff. But honestly, I don't know how they managed to do that with all those things turned right. on. But I've never actually had my accounts hacked, thankfully. Um, but I know people who, who have. Um, so, yeah, you definitely have to be careful. I, um, but like you, like you said, uh, where my husband and I have made it a big priority over really like our entire, like the entire time we've been doing this, but particularly the last few years to make sure our income is really diversified. Yeah. Um, and still, it's like probably like 50% of our income does still come from like brand deals uh, through Instagram. But, um, you know, that other 50% of our income, we could live off as well. Right, so right. Um, it's just so important not to put your egg, all your eggs in one, one basket, basket, as you guys say. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And that's why we tried to branch out on so many different platforms. YouTube is the one where we're like, it's the long haul game because yeah. I feel like there's so much potential on that platform, especially from a creator side. Like we only, we're about to hit like 10,000 subscribers, but we we started that channel when we started our YouTube or our Instagram. And so it's been a long time to grow that channel, which is like, I mean, it's not instant gratification, but I mean, we're on AdSense and just with like 10,000 subscribers, like we're making like what, 500, 600 bucks a month on just like That's passive great. income. So I was like, all yeah. right, now imagine if you had like the following we do on Instagram or TikTok, that would be crazy. So I, it's just so yeah. much harder. Like I have so much respect for people that have huge, huge YouTube yeah. subscribers. From I mean, an Instagram post is like write a caption on my way to the airport from a picture I took a couple months ago and it can do very well or post a reel with a cool audio of like looking at my feet and a cool sunset. It's like so easy to get tons and tons of views. Whereas on it, I feel like on YouTube, you literally, it has to be an amazing, amazing video in order to get the yeah. crazy but one thing I like because sometimes I, I'm in the same position as you guys are more um, a bit newer at it with YouTube but um, I see it as a long haul game as well and right now it is actually like probably the only part of our business that we're spending that we're actually spending money on and we're not making yep. us like a cent on YouTube we're actually spending like a um so it's like the long haul game of what it could be and like for me I want to have that community like not so much to be able to do brand deals or, or, or like AdSense would be nice but like that's not my long-term goal with yeah. YouTube it's it's to be able to like foster a community on there that um you know is just different to Instagram again just like getting people off Instagram YouTube. to- YouTube's community versus Instagram like once you're big on YouTube that community is insane. Like some of our yeah. friends who are bigger YouTubers, like they have the most loyal, like supporters in the world. And then that carries yeah. over to other platforms too. So yeah, we, definitely. we are definitely trying to branch out in that department, but it takes a, just takes a while. It, takes, <laughs> it does. It definitely time. takes time. <laughs> what, out of all your different social media things, what, um, what do you think is like an interesting stereotype or thought or myth that you think would be interesting to debunk that like we have a couple pet peeves that everyone always thinks like oh Instagram you don't have to do anything with or oh TikTok mm. is for teenagers or it's not a real or, job yeah like we have all yeah. kinds of all we have a ton of friends and family that have said stuff to us what do you think's like the biggest stereotype that you've heard 
Uh, there's so many. Definitely the like, it's not a real job is probably the one that like frustrates me the most because anyone who's like traveled with us before know that it's not a vacation like in any yeah. way it's like it's like work and we're not switching off you know like we're working like all the time when we travel as, as you guys would know so that one really annoys me and then also people just presuming that like it, this one's more of a vanity one I guess but people like presuming that we just don't make any money because it's like not a real job um, and particularly like if someone asks like oh what do you do for a living I'll usually say I'm a photographer instead of saying like I'm a blogger or I'm a photographer and a blogger like because these days I I if I was gonna like pick one category I'd probably call myself a blogger because I don't love the word content creator because I feel like it just doesn't really explain anything in a sense I don't know so I would usually say like I'm a blogger but um if you say you're a blogger to someone they just immediately think like oh, it's not a real job. You don't earn yeah. money. But um, the reality is, is like you can earn really good money in blogging. And mm-hmm. it is it is a real job. It's actually a ton of work. Um, so I think that one's definitely a myth, like the whole like how you make money, um, if it's possible to make money, if it's a real job. But then I think another common one is just like you need really, really expensive, amazing gear to make content which especially now with short form video, you just need a phone. Yep. Like you don't, you don't need anything else. Like more and more, like, you know, the split of the type of content I create is moving just more and more and more these days to, to using my phone. Um, like I'm picking up my camera less because so much of what I'm creating is now short form video. Um, and yeah, you really just need a phone to do that. And Friends these days also take amazing photos. They do. It definitely annoys me when people comment being like, yeah, of course you can do that because you have like a $5,000 camera. (laughs) And I'm like, wow, this video was actually shot on my iPhone. Mm. Um, And (laughs) yes, I have like the best iPhone. I have the iPhone 13 Pro. But I know a lot of people who who post um, really amazing short form video that don't have the latest phones. They have like multiple generations prior. So I just think that a lot of people who say that are either like just ignorant. They just actually don't know what's possible. And that's that's just been a good learning opportunity. Or they're just like a bit bitter or jealous that like they're not doing that. I'm curious because we had we talked we've talked about this a ton. What do you are you a fan of the movement of TikTok and Reels in the short form video, or like do you as miss a that photographer, like that Instagram and like the photography standpoint was still where it used to be back when you started. Like when you first started, I feel like it's the, only photos. Yeah, no one like someone see a photo that like nowadays does okay, but back then it would like ever it would just go viral because no one had seen that kind of stuff before. Because you've been you've been doing yeah. this for a while now I feel like you've seen all the platforms change and the rise and falls of all these things so be interested to hear what you think about it all yeah I started on Instagram in 2014 and sort of I think um I think I had like 100k followers in like the 2016 sort of 2017 range so yeah I've definitely been doing this for a while and I've seen all these platforms grow and change but um I'm like really on the fence about it because I really love short form video and I think it's such a great way and any video for that matter. I love watching long form videos as well on YouTube. I like creating that as well. But um, 
I just wish that it could, they could all have their own places to be. I agree. Like, I just, I just don't, I, I want photos to still have a place to shine. I want short form videos just on TikTok. I want long form videos just on YouTube. I want photos on Instagram. I, or just there be one app that does everything and equally shares the load between all the content. It's just like mm-hmm. so frustrating that, that, um, Instagram just copies every other platform and then so now like I'm I was like making TikTok videos for fun like in 2020 2019 2020 and then I was like oh well now like I just need to do this on Instagram and now I'm like but I kind of need to do it on TikTok too but now I need to push shorts on YouTube it's like oh my god it's yeah. so much <laughs> and like the difference between the short form video too like is we it's drastic the because yeah. I feel like Instagram is so much more like curated beautiful content whereas like tiktok is just us being like silly so <laughs> i don't know it's just such a different yeah. thing and then like the the frustrating thing for us is like steven will put hours or something into making these beautiful compilation reels and the ones that go viral are like us driving through a tunnel you know yeah. it's just like <laughs> it's like what are we doing <laughs> yeah oh i agree but i think honestly the thing that i like the the most about the the shift to um this sort of short form video content it is it has changed instagram in in many ways and i think one of the best ways it's changed instagram is i feel like at least in the world that that i'm in like the the travel outdoor photography world it was and it still is very pretentious and very like oh, I can't post that photo unless it's like perfect. Perfect. Mm. And I feel like pre like Reels and TikTok, it was like even worse. It was like, it got to the point where like, I didn't even really want to post photos because I was like, oh, it's like not good enough. And like every photo had to be like the most incredible sunset. It had to be like an incredible microblogging caption. It had to be like just so perfect. And I was like posting like once or twice a week because of the, the pressure and just like the ability to create content that quote unquote good. Um, mm-hmm. And I, and it was so stressful. And I, I think the reels coming into play has obviously given creators another way to create content, which is awesome. But I've definitely, at least personally in, in the accounts that I follow, I've also seen it help relax the kind of photos people are sharing. I feel like now you can just post like more, you know, quote unquote, real photos. Mm-hmm. And um, yes, they're still curated. They're still really pretty. But I think if you do like a straight up comparison of people's like photo feeds to their photo feeds before short from video, if you look across, like if you generalize across accounts, I think you'll see there has been like just this relaxation of how people approach Instagram which I really like because it's made it less stressful for me. And I've gone from posting like once or twice a week to most weeks I try and post like at least five or six times or usually at least five times I try and post six times, um, which is like, I was not doing that before yeah. short form video. Like, I don't think I ever did that before short, term, short form video. So I just like how it's made everything just a little more chill. Yeah. And now that you brought it up, I definitely see that. Like, that's not something I, I particularly noticed, but I can totally see how that would feel because when we were starting, I mean, we didn't get out like too much. So we just posted what we could 
like we or but every single shot I was like Stephen is this is this banger like is this a banger yeah. I don't I don't know like can I post it like this looks pretty average but we were just trying to be Hello. consistent so we would we would keep posting Hi, so cute. <laughs> <laughs> um so going but you've been obviously doing photography for who knows how long do you have that one photo that you're like yeah or even maybe like a few that are your favorite photos you've ever taken like if what, someone was introducing you as a photographer like what photo would you show them oh as like gosh. something you're most proud of I mean I'm sure you've taken a couple hundred thousand by now <laughs> oh yeah lots of photos um yeah that's the hard one to answer one that like pops to my mind um just one that this like this story behind it and just that I was able to capture it in the way that I did was um in uh, 2019, I was in Iceland with my husband Matthew's uh, 30th birthday, and I surprised him with a plane, a flight, a scenic flight um, over Iceland, particularly to focus on the the braided rivers. Yes, and, those are beautiful. And yeah, and we were with our friend um, Harold, who was flying the, the plane. And uh, we were just like flying over this river. And, and so I was in the back of the plane because it wasn't my birthday. Like Matt was in the front like, <laughs> the seat with like the window and everything. And him and, and the pilot had the headsets on and he didn't have another headset that day. So I, um, I like didn't know what they were saying. I couldn't hear the conversation. I um, didn't know that Harold was on the phone to a local pilot he, he was like radioing with a local pilot because the pilot had said that he was nearby and Howard had said oh you should fly under us and like uh, my my guests can take photos I didn't know any of this all I knew in the back was like well oh, this, this is really pretty and, I'm like, oh, and um and then all of a sudden they both turn around and look at me and they're like there's a plane and I was like there's the plane and it was like <laughs> incredible blue and whatever bladed, braided rivers and there was this cool like really photogenic little red plane like just kind of like below us perfectly on the rivers and I like didn't even really have my camera settings set in a way that I I had them set for like shooting a landscape down from the plane but not like a subject yeah. um, and so I like really really quickly changed my settings and as you know like when you're moving that fast, you have to be like super high shutter speed. And, and I was shooting through a window and like, there was a lot of things that came into play to make that photo like quickly work. And at the time, like, I wasn't really sure if I even like got it in focus or like, I was like, I don't know. I was trying to look through the viewfinder afterwards, but it wasn't until I got back on my computer that I was like, wow, that's just like sick. I'm so like proud of myself that in just like split second, I was able to like dial my settings in perfectly and to like have the, the plane in focus, but the, like the depth of field was, was perfect. Everything was like the right focus and yeah, I was just like really proud of myself for capturing that. And it's still, it's still one of my favorite photos. And it's actually become an even more favorite photo of mine recently, because very sadly our friend Harold had passed away. So um, now it's like really special to me. So yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. That's like the best feeling when you go through all, and you're like calling and you're like, oh, I got it. Like that's, that's <laughs> the best part I feel like, or at least for me, I do, I do all our photo editing and he does all our video editing. So that's kind of how, cool. how we split it up, but yeah, that's incredible. We, we hadn't, 
gotten able to do that um in Iceland we're, we're I think we're going back to Iceland in August we mm-hmm. our whole Iceland trip was a time we did a whole <laughs> podcast episode on it, it. like a day got cut off and we drove all night were, we pulled an all-nighter yeah it was, it was a time so we're hoping to go back and be able to have more time to I, do that actually going off that what has there any been any trips that have gone completely wrong on your end we've had quite a few mishaps I feel like which a is lot the of inspiration people... of this podcast because we've had so many mishaps <laughs> where it's just like those are always our, vi- our viral things is all the Instagram versus reality things we're like why don't we just make a podcast talking about it yeah people and what's going wrong behind the scenes oh seriously like I mean honestly probably like too many to even like remember <laughs> I try and block them all out you know but like yeah we've bro- broken down in the worst places and like missed days of the trip had really important flights be cancelled had brands like drop projects on us uh like cancel projects on us like the day before flying oh like we've we've had it all happen but I think the the one that is probably like what happens to us most frequently which is the most frustrating is that being like shooting out in nature we just get uh it's like a photography term I guess I think like we just get skunked a lot yeah. oh yeah oh all the time yeah like obviously I I share the the pretty moments because no one wants to see us sitting in fog but like mm-hmm. it it like I would say at least 50% of the time like we don't get our cameras up because it it's like the sunrise or the sunset or, or the destination just Looks like crap. Yeah, <laughs> like, that was our that was our whole Iceland trip. We got one sunset. Or yeah, one, out of all the sunrises and sunsets, yeah. there was one time where it for wasn't, a full week where it wasn't just, cloudy. <laughs> that's like yeah, the worst. That's Iceland. Yeah, that's yeah. Iceland. But it also ha- literally, it's always like we're out shooting, we get skunked, and then we're in the parking lot at a grocery store, and it pops off. It's like why? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're on a trip that we just did in California. Um, we had some just like pretty sunsets where there was like some sea haze that kind of you know goes like a little bit pinkish or you can at least edit it to be like Mm -hmm. quite dreamy but we only got one sunset that actually had like clouds um that had any color in them and it was the first sunset of the whole trip that we had just driven like really long that day and we were sort of just more like scouting that sunset yeah like we were just looking for some spots to shoot we weren't really like that serious about getting photos that night and it was like a banger sunset and we went in the right spot and we were like dang it and then every other sunset of the trip was just that really 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 clear skies where it's like white you yeah. know like mm-hmm. really washed out and it's like pretty hard to work with and then um so we were like come on clouds please give us some clouds <laughs> and then at the end of the trip we dreamed too hard for clouds because then we all we got was clouds <laughs> didn't come out for three days so we you were ever like, get that Great. FOMO feeling where there's one trip in New Hampshire where we we wanted this shot so bad in we northern New Hampshire same we drove an hour and a half out there hiked it clouds next day we were like we got this hour and a half hiked it cloud third day we did a different hike it was still clouds out there next day our buddies were out there and they were like you should come and we were like Yo, no, we've already driven yeah. out there two times. It's gonna be cloudy, like, and they got the most ridiculous conditions. I was like, bro, mm-hmm. are you joking? Yeah, that's happened to us so many times. Like the um, Roy's Peak in New Zealand, we did mm-hmm. like three mornings in a row. We got up at three a.m. and we did eventually like get um, a sunrise with like the where the sun came out. 
but man on that like third morning the night like the night before that when that was like I think we should do it again I was like no, <laughs> I can't I physically cannot do that again and he was like come on come on and we were like so much younger then I, I couldn't do it now honestly like I, I had too much I had way more energy back then but um yeah I was like okay and it paid <laughs> off but you know gosh that's happened to us so many times where we've repeated the same hike and haven't always even ended up with yeah. anything you know sometimes it's literally just skunk 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 and then you go home and you're sad <laughs> yeah that's yeah it, the last day of Iceland when the volcano was going off because that was like the main reason we wanted to go um we did it for sunrise and we thought like it was so cool and it wasn't actually like exploding or anything it's just like the pink haze above it and we yeah. thought that was it we were like, and then we saw a volcano and then our like, friends yeah. and we did yeah. it like the long the like six mile mm-hmm. long one I think it was past C or something back then but uh then we got a message from our friends saying like check the live cam you guys have to go back and I was like oh my god I'm, I'm so exhausted we're at the blue lagoon like just like just chilling. Chilling. we and, check our phone and we're like oh my and we're like scary. oh we're gonna have to we go like- back so we did that twice in one day and it was amazing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It was, it was totally raining. It, it was though. raining while we were hiking up the second time. But yeah, that was yeah, just that... Like the bucket list shot. So we got it. But <laughs> I had the same experience at the volcano. We went the first time and um, we we like didn't take any photos the first time because um the I've never experienced wind like that before. And I've experienced some pretty crazy conditions in Iceland, but this was like like blowing us off the hill like literally Matt was like holding on to me for dear life because I was like blowing off the hill and and it was scary like we had to get the hell off that mountain because it was like really dangerous and all the volcanic rock was like flying at our face I was like washing my eyes for days after that and I was waking up with all black dots all under my eyes from the volcanic rock that was in which is like so bad (laughs) I probably did damage to my eyes but um so that was like wild our first experience and even though it was really cool like we saw it really close um spewing out lava in and I got like some like really shaky phone videos of the wind. <laughs> but um but we were like disappointed that we didn't get photos we were like dang it like it's so incredible we, it wasn't safe to get our cameras out yeah. they would have been completely ruined I think Matt actually tried to get his out and a, a rock like flew at the glass and he was like nope and then we went back a second time and um we couldn't get to that viewpoint uh, that same viewpoint because it literally got closed that night after we went wow. the first time so we had to go to a different one it was absolutely incredible and we actually got photos that time but again it was freezing so windy it was raining and we were just like we are crazy for doing this sort of thing but at the same <laughs> time it was like one of the most incredible experiences of my life so there's no breed like an adventure photographer like we do some stupid stuff <laughs> most people think we're crazy but anyways I mean that was a pretty cool experience climbing up a volcano but would you say that's the most exciting thing you've ever done or oh yes yes that's our favorite question to ask people that's the first question Stephen ever asked me when we first met so it's a great Ah, intro question that's a great question yeah like that's a cool dating question I like that or hopefully we'll never have to use that (laughs) maybe maybe when I just meet like friends not not dating (laughs) um but 
Uh, yeah, you know, my answer would probably be the, the volcano, to be fair. Um, I, if I, if I wasn't going to say that, I'd probably say um, I've done some pretty crazy like helicopter and plane tours before where just flying through like really insane landscapes where I just had to pinch myself like, what is my life? This is crazy. <laughs> um, so, but, but the volcano, I think it just really has that wow factor when you can feel like the immense heat of the, I was lucky enough to feel the immense heat of the lava, like on my skin and um, hear the sounds of it exploding. And that's just like once, in my opinion, that's like once in a lifetime. Like I hope I experience that again in my life, but the reality is I probably won't. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like super fortunate. And I was just like on a high after both those experiences. <laughs> I was like, mother nature, it's amazing. <laughs> that, that is just like crazy that nature can do stuff like that. I just, yeah, mind blowing. All right. Well, we don't want to take too much of your time, but thank you so much for hopping on the podcast and everything. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find you? What which platform should, do you want to plug? All of them? Your book? I think your book. Yes, your book. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I um, so you can find me. Uh, my handle for pretty much every platform is Renee Roaming, but on TikTok, there's a dot in the middle of Renee and Roaming because somebody stole my handle. Oh. Um, <laughs> and then the, my blog, my travel blog is ReneeRoaming.com. And my book is called Roaming America, and you can buy it anywhere that books are sold. Amazing. Highly recommend her book if you are trying to do any sort of USA National Park travel. We look at it before we go to any national park. We're like, just in case you miss anything. Whatever they do, let's see what (laughs) Thank you. That's so sweet. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, Yeah, thank you. It was so fun. It's always, it's been really fun with, um, on this, because we follow all these people for like, like months, years years at a time, and then finally getting to talk on the podcast. It's always very fun. So thanks for being a part of it. I hope we can um, do this in real life soon. Yes. Yeah, September or I think August, September, we're doing PNW at some point. So mm-hmm. all right, well, van, me potential well, van life. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can meet up. All right. All right. Thanks for having Bye. See you guys. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Unfiltered Adventures. We hope you guys enjoyed having Renee on the show send us a dm or let us know down below who you want us to interview next we have some exciting ones coming up and we are so happy to have you here there's one thing that you guys can do to help this show out all we want you to do is send it to one other person that you think would enjoy listening to it whether they're a van lifer a female traveler a content creator just want to have some fun light-hearted content or that you think that they would find this interesting if you could send it and share it to one other person whether it's on your instagram story a tiktok a facebook post that would help us tremendously and thank you guys so much for listening we will see you back next week with another episode